Um, welcome everyone here to this episode of the Search Bar. Really excited for today. Um, as always, I like to ask if your marketing has gone bitter or sour. So just sit back and enjoy top shelf strategies from the Search Bar, where we're serving up insights for your digital marketing to work successfully. I am your host, Eric Ritter, SEO sommelier and CEO of Digital Neighbor, a friendly neighborhood marketing SEO company based in Tampa, Florida. For today's episode, I'm joined by Hoyt Mann, co-founder and president of McKinney, Texas-based Alana.ai to discuss the AI revolution we are currently experiencing and what is next for AI in the future. I'm really excited here. So Hoyt, welcome and thanks for joining us here. Man, thanks, Eric. I really appreciate the opportunity to come and join you today. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really excited to talk about um, AI, right? And um, Alana in particular. So I think maybe for our listeners and for everyone watching at home might be a good place to start if we can just talk about um, AI. What is it and um, how does Alana play into that? You know, maybe starting at a high level there. Yeah, you know, that's where I like to start the conversation is at the, the highest level when we talk about what is AI, because there's just so much buzz in the marketplace. Everybody's talking about AI. you got to get AI. Your business is going to benefit by AI. And it's like, okay, you know, everybody's kind of running around super excited. And they're like, I got to get AI. Let's go. Um, but then we get to a point where you say, what is AI? You know, what are we really talking about here? And so, I like to, again, back it up a little bit, talk a little bit about, okay, look, you know, AI and, and a really easy way to think about AI is this concept of an army of interns. Um, and so when we start talking about interns, people are like, oh, I start to kind of get an idea of that. But, uh, but I also like to split up into buckets of what AI is. Because artificial mm -hmm. intelligence at a very high level is great. It's some fantastic technology. And hopefully everybody at this point has been able to experience AI in one way or another, whether it be chat GPT or in Bing or something like that. But again, I always like to say, look, look, you know, AI is a huge topic. It's a huge, huge area. And again, coming back to a point of there's all these buckets of, of what is AI and how can AI fit your business? And so I like to split the buckets up into uh, buckets like conversational AI or deep learning AI or, you know, back office type AI. So things like that. And that helps really frame the conversation. Yeah, well, thank you for that. You know, now I want to start off there because it's such a broad topic. You know, we've all heard about it. You know, it's not just an evolution, it's a revolution of everything, right? And so I really appreciate the analogy there. It's an army of interns, right, that helps you there. Um, so I think that really makes it, you know, visualizes it and makes it much clearer there. So how does Alana fit into this uh, AI revolution? Yeah, so where it, Alana comes in, and, and as I was talking about different buckets, um, this conversational AI bucket is where Alana fits best. And what the concept of conversational AI is an AI that really is, in essence, an automated, you know, automated conversation. So we can think about these conversations that we've all experienced before, whether using Alexa or Siri. These are these are very, very well known and common applications of conversational AI. You know, AI is very good at predicting this this next word um, as far as as in a conversation goes. What's the next thought? What's the next topic? So with Alana, what we did was we said, hey, look, how do we take AI and apply it to customer service? 
from a conversational perspective? How do we um, alleviate people's time by um, taking a conversation out of an email or out of a phone call and being able to just simply with SMS text, be able to have a conversation with, um, in essence, with somebody on the other end that has access to answers. And that's where I think AI starts getting really exciting. Got it. Okay. So if I understood correctly, Alana, um, it's kind of like Siri or Alexa, but um, won't always be like uh, Siri say, hey, I sent the answer to your iPhone. Please check your iPhone. But it'll actually be able to answer some questions that I have um, and help with customer service. Absolutely. And, and so as we kind of pare it down a little bit more, it's customer service uh, specifically geared for title companies. So we're in the, the real estate business and Alana is specifically um, situated to be placed in a title company to do things that um, a normal customer service agent would do in a title company. And so when we think about customer service, think about um, things that an escrow officer might do at a title company or a receptionist might do at a title company. Alana is geared to give that kind of service and that kind of experience to anybody that's coming and asking questions of their escrow officer or of their of just their local title company. Everything from a common what is title to what's the status of my file and some very specific uh, questions. And, uh, and where Alana really glows, if you will, is this concept that it's not just going to have this very static and in a very sterile type conversation in a very predictive way. It's very open to understanding what somebody's asking and then going and getting those answers. And that to me is the, the most exciting part is this concept of reaching and getting answers and really being having given a satisfying experience other than a frustrating experience because all through the decades, AI has been developing and, uh, and, and it's really, we look at it like, oh, well, AI has been the hottest topic here in the past couple of years, but you know what? AI has been around for 50 years and it's right. been developing over 50 years. And to me, you know, it's, it's super exciting to now get to a point where um, it's usable in business as well as on our personal, on our personal life. Yeah, that's awesome. So as far as Alana goes and kind of the, the current AI model that you guys are deploying, you know, what really differentiates you from other AI programs that are out there? Yeah. And what makes us different is right. Well, right now it's this conversational AI. There's in, in business and in, in business applications as a whole, um, there's a concept of we need to communicate. We always need to communicate. Um, but the concept of communication, in my mind, when I define communication, it's really kind of this two-way conversation. I'm not only going to notify somebody about something, but if somebody responds with a question or additional information, I want to be able to receive that and then let that person know that that their that information has been received and it's going to the right person and really you know closing that conversational loop. Um, a lot of business applications today, I mean, whether it be a doctor's appointment that you get on your reminder that you get on your phone or, you know, all these other different ways that you get notified about things. A lot of times it's a one way communication channel. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is so kind of 80s or 90s to be able to just broadcast this type of information out to a customer base. But like I said, it's super exciting. Now we're getting into an age where technology is smart enough to handle a conversation um, in a way to where it gets again to the to that 
um, understanding what's being asked and ultimately maybe even being able to solve what's being asked. And that, that at the end of the day, from all of our businesses, um, that's true savings. That's true operational efficiency. We don't have a human having to jump in and do these things in, in a, in an AI, you know, you know, virtual assistant can be handling 10 X, 20 X, the conversations that your current staff is either staffed to do to handle or, you know, can, can physically handle. I love that. Yeah. Um, and kind of that two-way communication, the conversation I think is really key there. And so, um, one thing I was curious about, you know, we all heard about chat GBT and maybe Google's Bard and the, the training aspect of it and kind of teaching it, you know, um, kind of intent behind questions or kind of, you know, how maybe even, you know, if, you know, I'm sure you can't teach it feelings, but it can help it understand how people are asking the questions, how they feel, right? And sure. um, I know ChatGPT got in trouble, you know, because it's using all these, you know, different, um, these different pieces of content to kind of train the system. So I'm curious with um, Alana, um, what does it take to teach and kind of to train her um, in order to be the best possible customer service um, conversation um, um, application out there. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, being a virtual assistant, I don't care if you're a human virtual assistant or an AI virtual assistant, it takes training. And mm -hmm. it's not day one training and you're done. It's a continuous amount of training. And so I always talk about Alana back back in the and when we kicked off in 19 uh, or in 2019, when we when we kicked it off, Alana. You guys were way ahead of the curve, right? Because, yeah. you know, ChatGPT didn't roll out like a year or a little bit over a year ago. Right. Um, how did you, how are you guys such um, so far on the bleeding edge? That's so impressive, right? Well, thinking about customer service, uh, we've had a, I started up, I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I've been in the software industry now, coming to over 30 years. And so being a software engineer from, from the mainframe programming days all the way through the beginning of the internet. Um, that's one of the, the picture behind me here is that's a, that's a logo of pepsi.com. I helped uh, launch uh, their website nice. um, back in the mid nineties. That was before anybody had websites. Yeah. And so, and so, you so know, it was true novelty back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To have an interactive website on top of that, yeah. you know, had video games and we had some, a lot of fun building that, uh, that product for Pepsi. But, uh, but that was just a, you know, coming through this customer service, customer service has been the same. It's, it feels like for a hundred years, it's the same scenario of being able to be there when your customers need you give the answers when, when they're asking for them. So again, back to me being a serial entrepreneur, the business that we, uh, that we started before the Alana business was a customer service and support software business. So we have a lot of experience in that, not just from our own um, being involved in businesses, but also um, starting a, a company that did uh, customer service and support software. So interacting with um, customer service organizations all around the world, you become, um, you have to be somewhat of an expert in that field. And so as we, as we continue to build that platform and create you know, products around emails um, to be able to, to take emails as customer service, phone calls and, and things like that, you really start to see there's, there's a limit to the amount of uh, tickets a person can handle. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's a limit to the amount of phone calls a person can handle. Um, 
And when you're challenged with that kind of a problem, you say, okay, how do you get more? You know, how do you scale a company? How do you, um, how do you handle more of those, those conversations? And really AI started, uh, started coming on the scene in that 2018 timeframe. Um, mm-hmm. IBM was really starting to, uh, to crank up their IBM Watson program. And right. so, um, and so we saw, we saw an application for customer service and AI conversational, um, conversational com- uh, virtual assistants. So we jumped on, did some test cases around um, customer serve virtual assistants for customer service. And we said, you know what, this has a great application for a niche market like the title industry. And so we said, let's let's go ahead and, and roll forward with that. So you start by training it with the conversations like you and I are having right now. Um, it's what are the most common questions that are being asked um, and then you start building it. And so Alana had this baby brain, so to speak. Um, so we just started teaching it just like you would a baby, you know, you keep teaching it words and teaching it, being able to um, tie together thoughts. And the training component is you start with that dialogue, if you will. And there's quite a few of those dialogues that you put together. Um, but it's the ongoing training that's that to me is just will blow your mind when you start dealing with AI and the back office side of things to watch um, where when Alana gets it wrong and we tell her, look, you got this wrong. This is the way you should have answered it. She gets it right 10 times, you know, 10 times out of, out of the next, you know, out of the next, um, out of the next 10, so to speak, you know, it's just phenomenal. You go, wow, this is, this is fantastic. Fast learner, Super fast learner. Once you start tying together these, these concepts. And again, after we've trained it year, after year after year, um, she's went from this baby brain to a toddler brain. And now I really feel like she's like, you know, second or third grader. Um, the conversations that she gets wrong now are much more advanced. Um, the more types of conversations she can handle is much wider. And, um, and it's fantastic. But, you know, it, it comes back to you have AI is just not applied to every company, the same AI. And that to me is is like maybe a, a maybe a, a, a misconception that you can just like sprinkle some AI in your company and the magical mm. things are going to happen. And it really has to be tailored and created. And you have to be using a very um, purposeful application to solve a problem in your business um, and, and where companies like an Alana or other companies would focus in on this problem area and develop very specific use case and, and pieces of software um, for um that actual business. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've been talking a lot about, you know, and there at the end as well, Hoy is, um, you know, specific use cases, specific businesses. I know you guys focus on the, um, the title industry. Is that the reason why you guys are so focused in that and kind of going down that path because it's something that can't easily be applied to another niche or, um, what's the reason that that's kind of where you guys are are locked in on right now? Uh, to me, uh, technology needs to be functional. You know, it needs to really have like a depth of of functionality that that benefits the business. And if you use a broad brush stroke, um, it become a gen- you become um, you know this this generic solution. And to me, um, that's not where a lot of power. Um, can or basically a lot of value can be received from from a company, and so in the title industry, in in and of itself, to me the integration that exists in the to to 
kind of take a, a full solution from a start to finish type solution. If you were to say, Hoyt, you know, I, I want to give you some information and then this information is going to show up in a system somewhere behind this in the back office. Um, there's a lot of steps to that process. You're filling out a form. That information goes to somebody who maybe does some data entry Then somebody else might do some quality assurance check and make sure the data entry was correct. And then ultimately gets into a file, some back office system, and you might get lucky enough to have a portal that might give you access to this document and, you know, all requiring that you remember a password and you remember the URL and, you, you know, and remember the steps to get to where you need to be. All these are, are use cases that can be solved again, like we have with AI to where you can text, text in a question. It acts like a human on the other end and it has access. You know, I think that's, that's the key point here an integration to the syst the back office systems that have this information. So you can think about it very simply, like, you know, if we were to build an integration to QuickBooks and you want to ask about your bill, um, you know, it's only going to be so useful if it only gets to a point to where it says, thanks, I'll pass it to somebody who has access to QuickBooks and I'll get back to you with the answer to your right, bill. Right. That's to me kind of a half solution and very, could be very frustrating from a customer service sure. perspective. But if you, if you text in and that virtual assistant says, how can I help you? And say, I need a copy of my, my invoice. And that's, and you don't identify yourself as who you are, what company you're from or anything like that. And it says, oh, Eric, I know who you are. I know what company you're from. And by the way, here's your invoice that's outstanding um, without another question. I mean, to me, that's an intelligent conversation. That's a valuable ex you know, customer experience that you just had that you didn't have to say, hey, this yeah. is Eric. Because I know who you are because you just texted me off your phone and I know where mm -hmm. your, you know, your information is because I have access to the phone number that links to the your company in QuickBooks in the back office. And I can get that information, give that back to you. And this could be eight o'clock on a Saturday night where nobody, you know, for the most part is around. So to me, these are the scenarios that make the most sense um, from a holistic solution and not just a hey, let me give you some glitz and glimmer and say, oh, now you have AI in your business. So, yeah. No, that's all fantastic uh, information, Hoyt. You know, and you're obviously, you know your stuff, it sounds like, <laughs> you know. And just uh, curious, I wanted to kind of come back to you a little bit here as well about your background kind of in software. You know, you kind of, you know, you mentioned the, the poster behind you yeah. there kind of with Pepsi, but what other types of companies helped launch in the past? Maybe a little bit kind of your personal journey that led up to where you are now. Man, yeah, like I said, as you start walking up the, the line there, it's like when the internet was coming about was when I was really starting to kind of gain my stride in software engineering and um, and working with different companies that have been on the bleeding edge of, 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 of technology. And so, you know, there's leading and bleeding edge. Um, you can only stay in that bleeding edge for so long before you kind of get burned. And so coming through the dot-com um, explosion, if you will, the, the bubble bursting in 2000, um, I came to uh, work with a, a company here in the, the McKinney area um, in the in the title world, title and escrow world. Um, there are title production systems and one of the, the major title production system uh, systems that are out today um, are, are ones like um, SoftPro and RamQuest and Qualia are, are a number of these these different production systems. Well, the co-founder that lived in McKinney, I started working with in 2000, he'd actually founded RamQuest, 
which is one of the key title production systems. And so working with him um, all through the RamQuest years and all the things that um, that transpired and then ultimately going to back into the customer service software industry, um, all those uh, experiences led to this company where you start to use customer service and then also tying back to a production system. Again, there's integrations in the language and the conversations that somebody has with the title company. So a real estate agent has a very specific way that they interact with the title company. Um, we felt like using our experience and our background in title, um, we could actually put together a solution that is not just, hey, we're showing up on the scene, we're some smart guys, and we know software, and let's apply some technology to this to this communication challenge that currently exists uh, in the in the software and real estate industry. So um, I think that matters most when you're applying um, technology and and software together. You need to know your subject matter area and uh, leveraging the experience. Sure. Over the past 25 years has been key to, um, I think, the, the success that Lana has had. No, fantastic. And thank you for sharing that, Hoyt. Um, I want to make sure we get uh, to the Barrels of Wisdom here segment of the podcast. But before we do, just want to make sure you know to wrap up everything about Alana AI and your personal journey. If there's maybe anything else or any aspects of the technology that maybe you're very uh, proud of and you wanted to share before we move on here. Well, you know, I, I think it think right now, um, right now we're one of the only, you know, AI powered virtual assistants in the title industry. And as we're standing in 2024 right now, I think it shows one, how unique and special this, this product is. And uh, mm -hmm. two, um, it's just not something you wake up, uh, wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to build a, a conversational AI um, integrated solution for title and escrow and, and be able to roll out and have something um, that you can go to market with that's, I think, of a significant value. Um, so, so, again, standing here, you know, in, working on our fifth year, I think it just shows that, one, we're, we're kind of pioneers in this space for an industry that is really laden with, uh, with manual processes and paper. So I'm really proud of, you know, what we've accomplished and uh, the growth we've had, um, even with the real estate market being as challenging as it's been in the past 18 months. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. You know, definitely kudos from my side. That's no small feat there. As you mentioned, you know, there's always um, macro, micro environmental factors out there. And it seems like, you know, you guys have such a great product that you're able to kind of weather the storm that's uh, potentially kind of um, happening outside of your door there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the one, one last thing I would put um, as an asterisk is there's a customer base that is in the title title industry. That is one that is, um, you know, most people say, if you ever get into title, you can't ever get out. And you kind of scratch your head and say, well, why is that? Why can you never get out of title? Um, one is a very specific and unique skills, you know, set of skills that people have, have to develop. And it's not like there's a college for title and escrow and there's not a degree for title and escrow. You really have to kind of kind of get into it and understand it. Um, but but back to my original point, which is this customer base is one of, you know, it's a family oriented. It feels like a family oriented uh, industry. And then as a whole, you go to a conference and it's like a family reunion more than it is like a, you know, a sales and marketing type conference. And so uh, so that industry, these people. Um, just make it to where you just really 
it's just such a great place to come to and a warm customer base to interact with. And uh, yeah, I, I love the people. I love the I love the business and, and wouldn't want to be doing anything different. That's awesome. Well, you're putting a smile on <laughs> my face here. I mean, I definitely um, don't know if I maybe picked the wrong industry here, but I'm very jealous. It seems like, you know, you guys have a great uh, thing going over there, the, the title and escrow um, industry there, Hoyt. So um, congrats on kind of all the success you guys have had there. Thank you so much. Yeah. So as mentioned, Barrels of Wisdom, moving on to that um, on the podcast here. We always start off with everyone's favorite question on the podcast. Um, so I'm just going to ask you, Hoyt, what's the last thing in your search bar? Oh, the last thing in my search bar. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd have, to, have to pull that up. But, um, but probably one of the, the last things was, um, believe it or not, well, I'm, I'm sure you might be able to believe it. But uh, but I've been doing I've been doing chat so OpenAI part of Chat GPT. Um, mm-hmm. the, these guys are not slowing down. Um, they're continuing. They they've elevated. So Chat GPT has been more personal personalized um, to where you go and you can actually pay for an account as an individual. Um, the the OpenAI group they've just opened up a marketplace for mm-hmm. AI products that you can actually build. Put it into this marketplace. Um, you can have teams of of people. Um, so if you look at my search bar, um, you know, like I said, yeah, that's that's probably one of that's that's going to be at the top of the list. Is that it's very 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 new. Um, the team orientation of OpenAI and then um, and then building these products. It's uh it's something we're we're looking to take more advantage of in our product suite uh, again to make a to graduate Alana to. Um, to high school, if not college level, as quick as possible. So, yes. I definitely believe it very much sounds right on brand, quite frankly, Hoyt, there from uh, kind of what you're searching for. Um, And just curious, you know, as you were kind of talking about that kind of a question that came up is, you know, ChatGBT is not a direct competitor for you guys currently, kind of what you're doing, it sounds like. So how would you characterize that relationship between Alana and ChatGPT? Are they distant cousins or what does that that family tree kind of look like? Yeah, you know, I I love that question so much because, you know, if you were to like lift up the covers and say, okay, Alana, what AI technology are you guys working to, to, did you build your own AI, you know, brain, mm-hmm. you know, that you're plugged the conversations into, um, which is very, very, it's a very possible scenario to build your own, you know, in, encapsulated AI model. They call them large language models. And we could actually build something like that. But no, we, if you look at, open the cover, open the cover or open the hood, if you will, look at the engine, um, you'd see we're using uh, AI technology from Microsoft. We're using AI technology from IBM. We're using AI technology coming in from OpenAI. So we're using the best of the best out there to do the job that we're looking to get done. Because as I talked, start we started off before with buckets. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so ChatGPT is is not a competitor. You know, these are big, large, um, almost Lego sets. Is probably the best way to put it. Mm. And as as individual, you know, we call them system integrators. Um, and that's kind of what, how I see us as a system integrator. So we actually are, are, are taking these tools that are on the marketplace 
and these Lego sets, if you will, and putting them together in a very special way to satisfy very specific needs of the customer base that we're interacting with. So um, yeah, ChatGPT is, is a new Lego Lego set. You know, I'll say it's the Star Wars Lego set. So, you know, we're, we're grabbing hold of that yep, set yep. and, uh, you know, putting together our, our version of the Death Star uh, or something. Uh, <laughs> So you guys are true master builders, right? You guys see the sets, see the bricks, and then you have kind of the, 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 the knowledge to put them together in the best way to have the best possible um, solution for what your um, clients need. That's exactly right. Because you can't, you, even if somebody comes and tries to do um, build an Alana, their solution is going to be very different than our solution just because you are putting together those blocks um, on your own using your own, you know, kind of master builder plan to build yeah. what your vision is. And so, um, so yes, there's a lot of piece, a lot of pieces to put together, but uh, I'm really excited about what, what uh, open AI, the, the tool sets they put in place. And it's really gonna, you know, we, we were talking to a customer and saying that our goals for 2024 are to make Alana smarter. And so the way, what that really means is give her more ability to handle conversations that can be the craziest conversations. And, and I guarantee you those conversations are coming across on a daily basis, probably on an hourly basis, as we look at the, the Alana chats that are going on. Um, and the more conversations she can have, uh, the better the tool is gonna be for our customers. So yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's how we see it. I love it, absolutely. I mean, so, and, you know, I, I can't wait to see where you guys go from here, you know, and uh, speaking of kind of the future, kind of talk a little bit there um, to talk about, you know, what can people do to be part of that, right? What can people, what can brands, what can they do right now here at the beginning of 2024 um, to be maybe, you know, proactive um, about keeping up with all this AI stuff? You know, it's, it's a, it, I, I talk about this often, you know, if I get an opportunity to stand on the stage, um, I talk about this concept of staying curious, you know, stay curious is the, is the most important thing you can do. Um, I know we're all busy and, you know, and I think it's, it's just one of those best practices to implement in your business is to carve out time for curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. And so where, however that fits. Um, so to me, it's, there's so much out there. Um, but there's some great newsletters out there as well uh, that are great ways to digest um, the, the, the vast uh, amount of data that's coming out is like, you know, there's who knows how many startup companies are popping up on a daily, if not weekly basis. Um, and for the for the general user like you and I, um, we don't have time to sit there and research every one of these. So it's good to get plugged into to um, people that. Uh, do have the time to pay attention to this and again to stay curious and to look at, you know, as we started at the beginning of the conversations, this concept of AI being an army of interns. If your business, um, if you think about the next intern you're going to hire or set of interns you're going to hire, what are you going to have them do? And a lot of times it's you pull somebody in to do a specific set of job, set of task um, through a summer to alleviate uh, the burden on the staff. Uh, to give them more bandwidth. Well, AI should be looked at, I think, in a very similar way. It's like, where where are you hiring interns? What are you having them do? And then um, search that area of your business 
and to see about the solutions that are out there or solutions that are that are coming to market that could be close and then start uh, investing time and getting to know those solutions and those those uh, those those people providing those solutions to help um, because it, it's really a two-way street it's a conversation I have with all of our customers it's like what do we not paying attention to that we should what area of the business are mm-hmm. do you spend more time in than you really would like to be spending and um, and we get flooded with people saying spend so much time over here in this area of the business and it's just mind-numbing work and it's thousands of pages of documents that people are going through to get this little bit of information out of. And again, I'm a, I'm a problem solver, you know, um, you know, and I say, you know, I, you know, I see where AI can help out in this area. Um, and, um, and then, you know, we'll, we put little, little projects together to kind of prove it out and see what that, that takes to get that done. Some problems are too large to handle, um, truth be told. But then other problems are are manageable, and that makes sense to invest time uh, to create a solution that could be used uh, literally thousands of times a day. I love it. So you, if I heard you correctly, the most important way people can kind of be ready and proactive, curious, learning about it. You mentioned newsletters there. Curious if you can name check any newsletters that you recommend, any books or resources maybe even that um, you can recommend for our listeners. Um, let me follow up with you on a couple of those, uh, those ideas. Maybe we can put them into the show notes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. I have a whole folder worth of, uh, that in my email. And so, <laughs> so I think, uh, it, it would make sense to yeah get you that. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll put them in the show notes. We'll put them on the website and so that people can check them out there for cool. sure. Uh, can't wait to see those Hoyt, yeah. um, and check them all out there as well. Um, let's talk about, keep uh, talking about the future, right? The future is AI. Um, AI is the future. I think it's almost becoming synonymous a little bit, sure. there, right? Um, and so, I just want to ask you directly if you can predict predict the future of the job market. If that's going to shift due to the technology, you know, is this like um, when the the tractor came around and all of a sudden, instead of the whole village plowing the field, you just need one person out on the field and everybody else can start doing other things? Yeah, I, I tell you what, you know, this the the concept. I have a daughter in college. And uh, she interns with me. Uh, hopefully, she'll intern again this year. I don't know if she'll out, outgrow me or not, but if she does, um, you know, I, th- I I talk with her, and one of the concepts uh, in college students are not encouraged to leverage AI in what they do, um, mm. because there's the concept of uh, it could could lead to either cheating or or plagiarizing or or things that basically it's it's the concept of you know using using your power for good or evil, so to speak. You know, and what I tried to have my daughter do when she comes and work with, works with me is to use that power of AI for good. And so it's to um, it's to not use it to do your work for you, but is to use it to help you do your work. Um, I think Microsoft has it right. Um, they have a product called Copilot that has been rolling out. I'm not sure if you heard heard of that product or not. No, but no, Microsoft's not their their Copilot I think is right on on. Uh, you know, it's right on the money um, because the concept is AI has been in our life for for a decade plus, if not longer. Um, and before we've been, you know, we use Google Maps or Apple Maps to get from point A to point B. Well, there's AI that's helping you pick the right path to get there. Um, and but we haven't had a lot of control over it. Right. It's just kind of Alexa and Siri are there for us to use. You know, GPS and, and Apple Maps are there for us to use. 
um, this concept of now getting AI into really that co-pilot spot for it to actually ride beside you to help you get you know the most out of whatever you're doing. Um, and that concept, I think, is is what we'll see in the next couple of years, if not if not uh, two to three years, is a concept of how do we use AI to to get our job done um, more efficiently, more effectively, and give us more time to do other things other than than the the, the uh, if you will the monotonous minutiae that we we deal with today, whether it be you know the hundred of email hundreds of emails that you right, have walking right. in. I'm just waiting for that that next solution that is in essence the virtual assistant that knows me well enough um, to actually go through my inbox and only highlight the things I really need to pay attention to instead of spending a, a lot of other time. So that concept, again, of that co-pilot AI is where I see us, us um, moving into. And another thing I like to say is that if you, don't, if you don't use AI to get your job done, you'll be replaced by somebody who does. And so that's right, really, right. I think, the, the point that we want to really continue to talk about is um, it's not like it's not like should you have a tractor or not. It's like if you want to if you want to farm a thousand acres, you got to have a tractor. Um, otherwise, you know, the guy that does have a tractor, he's going to outpace you. And uh, that's really what we're talking about here is this revolution that um, right. can't be ignored. It's, uh, you know, we, we will have the people that will push back and say, I don't need that. Um, but it's fine to say that. But the point is, is that, again, the generation that the college generation that's coming up, um, they're leveraging AI and, uh, and should be um, even even more so in their jobs. Um, but again, it's not to do it, your job for you is to help you uh, do your job better and more effective. Yeah, no, I love it. That makes so much sense. Um, kind of kind of almost having that that co-pilot with you you know i think that's such a great name from microsoft to kind of <laughs> sure. come up with there right kind of uh, having you know, a co-pilot next to you there's someone or something i should say to sure. kind of support you there and so is that what you see as the next generation of ai um or do you foresee the next generation maybe even looking different than that i really see that gener next generation ai being more personalized um, mm, yeah. and, and actually, and actually being more, um, again, a personal assistant, um, that knows you. Um, I think that's, that's the, the concept is that it will be able to start gaining knowledge that's more specific to you as an individual. Um, again, becoming more portable. I think that's, if you start looking at Apple or any of the other, um, big companies and what they're focused in on, um, there's a concept of moving it from a, a large scale cloud environment down to your personal devices so that whether you're connected to the internet or not, you still have um, an AI that's powerful and, uh, and helpful. So, so yeah, so it's uh, taking that robot home with you and uh, having to do right. your house chores for you. Love it, love it. Yeah, finally gonna be like the Jetsons a little bit right there to, exactly. to age myself. Um, Me too, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna actually come true here. Well, I'm really excited, um, Hoyt. We're gonna move on to the perfect pour, my favorite segment of the podcast where we talk about creating a wine label for you. So um, let's get started here. So on the wine label, obviously we have the ingredients, you know, so I'm just curious, you know, your bottle, um, what would those two green key ingredients be um, for you and um, Alana.ai Hoyt? Yeah, the, the key ingredients really come back to technology with a, with a, a human, human flair, if you will. You know, it's, it's, it's not taking, um, taking the, the human uh, aspect out of 
um, our customer service. It's a, it's a balanced pour, if you will, between uh, customer service and technology. Um, and, and really that, that is, I mean, think about, think about that, that glass, the glass of wine, you know, it's, you know, that, that you want the, you want the flavor, you want the complexity, you want the, that, that smell that to come through with all the notes that that wine has. And every, every title company has their own brand. Um, every title right. company has their own way to have they relate with their customer base. Um, and again, almost every title company could be a different bottle of wine. And, and we, we see ourselves as that, that ingredient that will help that company take their brand out to the marketplace and continue to create more complexity of, of that, that character, if you will, of that, that glass of wine. Um, because again, that's that at the end of the day, um, technology is not going to replace us. Um, but it, it can help us have a, a better vacation. It can help us uh, yeah. do, do less work or pay attention and spend time in the work that we want to be doing. We know that's that's important to be doing and not necessarily um, all the all the other things that can take us away from that. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, no, I love the two ingredients, right? So um, I think you you summed it up perfectly there with technology, right? And technology is a big word and can even get scary, right? Because when we talk about AI, we're talking about, um, you know, being being kind of uh, cold and um, emotionless and and right. um, just really scary, right? But then, you know, bringing back in kind of the human aspect of it and kind of making it unique for each of your clients, for each person that kind of interacts there. I think that that's the perfect blend there, you know, and kind of bringing back to wine. That's what you want. You know, you want something yeah. that's, fully rounded like that, right? That um, doesn't disappoint on the front or the back end, but that's uh, kind of filled in all those characteristics. So I, I really love that. And I think those are two great ingredients, you know, and can't go wrong with them. And I think that's why they're so important to your business. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably the most fun part of uh, our the Alana.ai offering is that we actually white label it in a way that gives all of our customers the ability to create a character. Um, and they get to name Alana whatever they want to. And so there's a lot of different brands out there that are, are building um, this character that is a virtual assistant, but has this personality. Um, Alana can tell you jokes. Alana does have some, some humor about her. And, uh, and so that gives her a human feel to uh, so much so to where, um, people actually mistake Alana for a real human and they'll actually send gifts um, like a bottle of wine to one of our customers uh, for the sake that it. Alana was so helpful and they just want to show their appreciation. So I think they got it right. They got the blend correct by being able to uh, make it feel warm, but it's the technology that, uh, that really continues to extend that title company's uh, uh, experience that customer experience that they want to have, uh, which is taking care of people and giving them what they need um, and uh, elevating that customer experience so much so to where, again, you need a bottle of wine for a virtual assistant that uh, doesn't really exist, but that that uh, office that, that, that received the bottle of wine, they enjoyed it very much is what I'm I hear. Sure, I'm <laughs> sure, that's hilarious. And I was gonna say, I mean, that must be the ultimate compliment, right? If you've created, um, something artificial, right? That's what AI is, artificial yeah. intelligence, right? Something that's artificial, that's technology that someone mistook to be 
um, a real human being, that's, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, that's um, uh, kudos to you guys there, you know, that you, along with the, the title company, were able to, to customize it and personalize it to such yeah. an extent that people um, mistook it for a real human. I mean, that's fantastic. That, that, again, I, I, I take it just like you said, that was the, there can't be a better compliment than somebody saying, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I thought Alana was a real person because uh, she was yeah. super helpful and did exactly what I needed to. And it was super easy to get what I needed to get. So, yeah, just love that. Thanks for sharing that, Hoyt. I think that was a fantastic story to end on. And I can't thank you enough for coming on today, being on the search bar. So also thank you to you. Thank you to all the listeners, the viewers at home for joining us here at the search bar. Um, you can connect with Hoyt and me, Eric Ritter on LinkedIn and follow our journeys. Um, we'll add the links to connect with us directly and all the other things about AI that Hoyt's going to um, give to us um, in the show notes and on the website as well. So be sure to check those out. And of course, if you have any SEO or digital marketing questions, feel free to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. As the CEO of Digital Neighbor, you can probably tell I love talking about this topic. I hope we filled your glass with digital wisdom, and we're looking forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Search Bar. Hoyt, thank you so much. It was a true pleasure having you on today. Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate it. All right, cheers. Cheers.